A new report from the Royal College of Physicians, summarised in an analysis article on the BMJ.com, supports the use of e-cigarettes as part of a comprehensive tobacco control strategy. I'm Navjot Ilada, analysis editor, and I'm joined now by Dr Nick Hopkinson, reader in respiratory medicine at the National Heart and Lung Institute at Imperial College London, and one of the authors of the report and analysis article. Um, just to start with, Nick, can I ask you about what you were trying to do with the report? What were you setting out to answer and address? Um, well, it's um, it was really to to update the report that uh, the Royal College of Physicians did, um, I think, back in two thousand and seven uh, about harm reduction, um, and it, it was to uh, sort of update the field based on uh, what's changed. And the, the thing that that's that's changed, of course, is the advent of uh, e-cigarettes, which are now um, you know very very widely and increasingly widely used by people who are um, trying to cut down or quit smoking. And e-cigarettes have been quite controversial. I don't know whether de- deservedly so, but a lot of that debate's been featured on our pages. I mean, what's the overall message now about e-cigarettes? I mean, I think the, the, the message for smokers is that um, they are a much lower harm uh, source of, of, of nicotine. So there are, um, there are about 9 million people in the UK who still smoke. There are 100,000 people a year in the UK who are dying from smoking and of course they smoke because of the uh, the nicotine because they're addicted to nicotine but they die from the, the tar from the effect of uh, the, the, the toxins that are contained in that so if it's possible to deliver um, to provide people who are addicted to nicotine with nicotine in a, in a lower risk way then that's likely to be to be safer and of course the the, the, the precedent for that is existing nicotine replacement therapy, which is which is available on, on prescription. So the harms associated with that are, are, are fairly small. Um, and the, the the best evidence from the report is that though we certainly can't say that e-cigarettes are absolutely harmless, um, the, the 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 evidence based on what's what's in them and the data so far suggests that they they will be much much less harmful than uh, inhaling smoke than than smoking. Okay, I mean, that's been one of the concerns is that um, we still don't know enough about e-cigarettes to know how harmful they are. But you're quite clear that they're certainly less harmful than than smoking cigarettes. Yes, I mean, I think it's it's it, it's impossible to 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 produce a, a very precise estimate. But the the consensus is certainly that the the risk is is less than five uh, percent of of that caused by smoking and. Uh, the, you know the risks that are likely to be associated with short-term use, particularly in people who, that are using e-cigarettes as part of a strategy to quit smoking um, and, 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 and vaping too, is is um, is like to be you know very trivial. Okay, and you mentioned um, how previous strategies have tended to focus more on preventing uptake. Another one of the concerns about e-cigarettes is that perhaps they may act as some kind of gateway. Did you see any evidence for that in your overview? Um, not, not really. I mean, in in the UK, there are I think two point six million e-cigarette users, and almost all of those are, are people who are um, smokers who are trying to cut down or or ex-smokers. So about a third of um, people, um, a, th- a third of e-cigarette users are, are ex-smokers now who who've, who the, the e-cigarettes seem to have helped to to quit. Um, there there doesn't seem to be evidence of you know widespread child uptake and, and children that, that, that are experimenting with e-cigarettes are often experimenting with smoking tobacco as well. So it, it, it may well be that it, it's an alternative route that, in fact, um, you know, e-cigarettes are a gateway out, out of smoking rather than, than into it. 
And certainly, I mean, the marketing that I've seen, you know, some of the adverts, they seem so specifically targeted at a particular age group. Well, I, I mean, the, the, the advertising of e-cigarettes is, is obviously designed to make them seem like an attractive item to consume. It's important that, that that advertising doesn't cross over into being effectively cigarette advertising. So, you know, that there needs to be continued regulation to, um, to ensure that, and supervision to make sure that the, the advertising is responsible. I mean, because uh, saying that e-cigarettes help people to quit smoking is a, is a, uh, is a, is a sort of medical claim, um, the, the advertising isn't allowed to, to, to present e-cigarettes as a smoking cessation aid, though, of course, that's largely what, uh, what, what they are. Uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, with the, with the coming regulation, we'll sort of clarify that and um, there'll be more devices that have been through the, um, the sort of medicinal route and will be uh, usable for that form. Right, because that's another one of the um, things that you mention in your article that... Um at the moment, the regulation is a bit. Um, there are two two routes. Is that right? Yes. I mean, I think the the, the regulation is is you know is is genuinely uh, unpredictable. Uh, the effect that it will have. So, uh, you know, we, we we need to make sure that devices are as effective as possible, um, so that they're delivering nicotine in a way that provides a, a, a an effective way to help people to to stop smoking. Uh, we need to make sure that they don't have. Um, a lot of toxic material in them that, uh, you know, that if there's a particular flavor or a, a design that increases the risk, then, then that can be uh, mitigated and prevented. Um, so, so, you know, there's a need for regulation from that point of view. And we, uh, but, but on the same time, we, we don't want to end up in a situation where, um, you know, the, the development and, and, and spread of their use is, is, is restricted. Um, so that, you know, seeing how that that plays out in the future is important, and I, I think it's it's important specifically that the sort of public health impact of regulation is is um, is monitored, and if the regulations are are malfunctioning, if they're doing the wrong thing, that they're that they are um, that they are adjusted. Right. You mentioned in the article that it's important to make sure that innovation is still encouraged and that smokers still have choice, um, but at the same time balancing that with making sure products are effective, not hazardous, um, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the the the, the point of the of, of choice is really just that there are you know that different people will find different things effective. So you know, in, in around the world, the, the majority of people who are ex-smokers have just quit. They just stopped smoking and they didn't use, you know, they didn't have counselling, they didn't have nicotine replacement therapy or anything else. They've just stopped. But there are there are people, and there's you know there's a biological underpinning to this who are more addicted to nicotine and find it harder to harder to quit. And um, you know, we know that the most effective support is around is, is with uh, you know a proper smoking cessation counselling service and with pharmacotherapy of one sort, either nicotine replacement or or varenicline. So, I think one of the big issues is making sure that um, it, that e-cigarettes can be incorporated into that sort of process. And I think that's one of the hopefully important outcomes of the of the report is that smoking cessation services won't be. Uh, you know, concerned or hostile towards people who are who are trying to quit with e-cigarettes and would benefit from from support in, in using them effectively, um, so that, that that smoking cessation services will be able to em embrace you know, vaping as well as you know more conventional uh, approaches. So with with two different types of NRT or or with varenicline. Okay, 
And can we just talk a little bit about the um, tobacco industry? Because I know that a lot of people will view their involvement in um, the manufacture of e-cigarettes with a degree of scepticism and suspicion. Um, is that fair, do you think? Yeah, it's, in, it's entirely fair. Um, I, I, I think um, that, I mean, there are, there are a few, like, two separate things. I mean, e-cigarettes are what they are. They're, they're you know, when they're, when, when they're um, properly um, you know, designed and, and manufactured, they are a, a means of um, delivering nicotine uh, without smoke, without tar, so at a, at a, a lower hazard. Now, um, the involvement of the tobacco industry is, um, you, you know, is, is, is rightly a cause for con- concern. Um, I mean, the tobacco industry has a you know, very well, uh, long-established, well-documented history of lying uh, about the addictiveness of nicotine and the harmfulness of smoking. Uh, of, uh, it's got a long history of lobbying and uh, attempting to subvert political processes, uh, of opposing tobacco control litigation. And uh, it, it is engaged in a, uh, in a way with e-cigarettes. A lot of what the tobacco industry says about them is profoundly dishonest. Um, so, I, you know, w- one thing I think is important is that we don't pretend we don't know that. So um, the tobacco industry is, ex- you know, is expanding its markets. It's expanding its s- sales of cigarettes into developing markets. So as smoking rates come down in uh, Europe and, and, and North America, they are very aggressively marketing in Africa and in Asia. Um, and you know the current estimates are about a billion people will will die in the 21st century because of smoking. Now, um, you know the tobacco industry has seen that e-cigarettes exist, that there's a market for them, and so they're in the business of selling nicotine. So they're going to sell these as well. I think also uh, they are very keen to present themselves as being uh, all about the future and harm reduction. Uh, but in the you know in the foreseeable future, they have absolutely no intention of cutting down their their sales of um, of uh, you know, normal cigarettes. So, um, you know, we we have to uh, be careful that they don't use the fact that they are producing these devices, which undoubtedly are a, a method for harm reduction, to make out that that's what their industry is about, um, and make sure that they don't. Get a, a seat back at the table um, and and get involved again in um, in you know public health policy um, and the you know the WHO framework convention of back control is is really clear about that um, but you know vigilance is important and again as you say in the report we we can expect that the tobacco industry will make use of um, e-cigarettes as a way of trying to subvert these processes and we just have to be vigilant and make sure that they uh, that, that they're not allowed to do it. And so, what kind of things? I mean, I'm thinking about the way e-cigarettes are used and the way you've described them is as a harm reduction measure and hopefully a short term measure to enable people to stop smoking cigarettes and only need to use e-cigarettes for a short period of time. But you can envisage that a kind of scenario that perhaps a tobacco industry might like is that people are using both cigarettes and e-cigarettes. Yes, so what, I mean, time. I mean, one of the main concerns people have had about e-cigarettes is about dual use, so that people will will cut down their, their rate of smoking, but not quit completely. And the idea is that without e-cigarettes, these people might have um, might have might have quit completely. Now, it's certainly the case that most of the health benefits to get most of the health benefits, you actually have to stop smoking completely. Um, but the the, the nice um, guidance in the Canary replacement in 2013 uh, acknowledged that using 
nicotine replacement to cut down was was useful, um, not so much because of the health benefits of cutting down, but that if people are able to cut down their smoking, they're also more likely to be able to quit completely. So the expectation is that if people start using e-cigarettes as a way of cutting down, then they'll be more likely to quit completely. But, you know, there will be people who, who, who fail to do that. Okay. And Nick, you're a practicing um, clinician, you're a respiratory physician. And um, what's your view um, from patients? I mean, people, how do people feel about e-cigarettes and how, what's your sort of feel for how successful they are in practice? Um, well, I obviously, because my, my sort of specialist interest is around uh, COPD and emphysema, the people that I see who are, who are smokers are people who have a great deal of difficulty giving up because they have a really, really powerful reason you know, two quiz. Um, and I, I think it's mixed. Some, I've certainly met quite a few people that have used them and have found them effective. I've also met people that have tried them and found that they, 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 that they weren't effective. And to some extent, it's actually the, the, the latter group that, that are more uh, interesting because quite often they've, you know, they've tried one once and it hasn't worked and they've given up and they've not had any support to continue trying it as a strategy. So, you know, I think they they may be helped by this this report. Um, what I, I tend to do in, in practice still is recommend that people use you know the the accepted medicinal forms, which are more well established. So uh, NRT in, in in the context of counselling and two different forms of NRT to be to be most effective, a sort of a long longer acting background and a shorter acting uh, delivery device as well, or or, or varenicline. Um, so the people that I tend to be talking about using e-cigarettes to are, are either people that, that have just spontaneously done it, or you know people who've tried the, the other routes. And it's well, you know, what, what else is available? And it's you know the the idea is to encourage people to to use that. Now, how e-cigarettes will become what what place they will get within the uh, sort of arsenal of of smoking cessation strategies over coming years, we'll just have to have to to wait and see. Um, but I think, you know, what the, the report's pretty clear that, that as, a, as an alternative to smoking, they're, they're definitely safer. Well, I think it's great to have that clarity, particularly from my perspective as a GP. I think I've always felt a bit uncertain about how to recommend them, what their place is. And as you say, some of that is still being figured out. But it's good to have the RCP report have this analysis article that gives some steer on that. Thank you, Nick, for joining us. And that analysis article, Nicotine Without Smoke, putting electronic cigarettes in context is now available on the bmj.com.